0: We just want to welcome those who are joining online. And let me trust and ask, I trust that you had a very Christ-filled holiday and a happy new year to you. In God's Word, there is a book that is full of wisdom and good advice, That is the book of Proverbs. And it just so happens that Proverbs have 31 chapters. And it just so happens that there are 31 days in January. So I'm going to ask you to join me to do something that we did 10 years ago. Every day we read a proverb. Today is January 3rd. So we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs 3. Wednesday night, January 6th, for Bible study, we're going to take a look at Proverbs chapter 6. And if you're able to come out on a Wednesday night for that Bible study, all throughout the month of January, we'll be going through the book of Proverbs. I trust that you'll be able to avail yourself to that. We always have an excellent time in our Wednesday night Bible study. Now, I know that some of you have your own daily readings And if you want to join us, fine, but I don't want to interrupt that. But I know that there are many out there who probably do not read the Bible daily. And this is just a good way to start off a new year, reading the Bible every day. Now, I know what some of you may be thinking, Pastor, I'm not a really good reader, or I don't know if I really have the time. Let me just share something with you. Most of us are all computer literate. If you just Google search uh, Bible Gateway, it'll bring you to this. And right there where I have that little black arrow, you can type in Proverbs chapter 1. Hit the return and you'll come to this, Proverbs chapter 1. And on the right-hand side, you can say I have the NIV, but you can scroll down. There's like 125 different translations you can look at. And there is Proverbs chapter 1 that you can start reading. But if you're not a good reader. Well, there's this little icon that's a speaker. You know what's so cool on that? You can click on that and guess what? Max McLean will start reading the NIV to you. Chapter 1. And it takes a total of 3 minutes and 12 seconds. Yesterday, I listened to chapter 2. It took 1 minute and 52 seconds. I believe the longest chapter in Proverbs is chapter 8 with 36 verses, and it will take a whole 3 minutes and 36 seconds. Come on, let's be honest. If you don't have 4 minutes a day to read or to listen to the Word of God, then let me say something. You're just too busy, or you don't have right priorities. So I trust that you will join us for the month of January as we read a proverb a day. Now, last year at this time, many of you were thinking, some of you were saying, and even some of you were praying, this year, things are going to be different. Well, thank you very much. They really were. If there's one thing that 2020 revealed it revealed much about our world our country and I don't know about you I can't speak for you for yourself but 2020 revealed a lot about me and here is my takeaway from 2020 We need more of the sun. I need more of the sun in 2021. I need more of the sun in 2021. Because there's only one solution for the division, the hatred, the selfishness, the idols that have been revealed in people's lives over 2020. The only solution is we need more of the sun in 2021. And like John the Baptist said in John chapter 3, verse 30, he must become greater and I must become less. He must increase and I must decrease. That's what it says in the King James. This is my New Year's. Resolution More of the Son for 2021. He must become greater, and I must become less. Now, at the end of last year, our leaders in our network office asked ministers in New Jersey to join them on a 21 day fast. 21 days, the first 21 days, 21 days for 2021. And I know that with working and stuff, boy, I tell you what, you you can't just fast all three meals. I can't for three weeks. But what I've made a commitment to is one day, each day, I'm going to fast one meal. Whether it be breakfast or lunch, I don't know if I'll fast supper or not. But fasting is more than just missing a meal. It's taking that time when you would sit down to eat And you sit down and you feed yourself the Word of God and fellowship with the Lord. So, these past two days, January 1st and January 2nd, I have taken the lunch hour just to sit in the presence of the Lord. And we're to pray for worldwide revival. We need to pray for a revival in America, we're praying for revival in New Jersey. And I'm praying for a revival in our church. As well as, Lord, I ask that you would become greater and let me become less. So I don't know if you want to join me on a 21-day fast where you just fast one meal a, a day. But I would encourage you to do so. You know, when I think about New Year's resolutions... All New Year's resolutions really boil down to three categories. Resolutions to make us look better and live longer. That's why the number one year resolution is, to, this year I'm going to lose weight. Or I'm going to start to exercise. Or I'm going to stop smoking. To look better and to live longer. Another category is, my resolution is to have more. Therefore, this year we're going to get out of debt or we're going to save more or we're going to try to get ahead so that we can have more. The last quarter category of resolutions really fall into a category of getting along with one another better. So Lord, I, my goal is to maybe perhaps be more patient, more loving, less self-righteous, judgmental. And when I think about those New Year's resolutions and the three categories, I basically came up with three words. The three words are, resolutions are usually based on longevity, prosperity, and peace. With that in mind, I just want to read some selected portions from Proverbs chapter three, and and see if these words don't come to your mind. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. There you have it. Longevity, prosperity. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and men. Peace, relationships. He will make your paths straight. Prosperity, peace. This will bring you health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Longevity. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim with new wine. Prosperity. Then you will go away. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. You will not be afraid. When you lie down, you will sleep in full. Your sleep will be sweet. Sounds like peace to me. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being trapped, snared. Sounds like prosperity and peace to me. You know, when Solomon wrote Proverbs chapter 3, he was very forthright, he was very blunt. Very plain in the very first two verses. My son, my daughters, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart. And what is the promise? The promise is, They will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Then what I find so interesting in the next verses is he spells out ten principles, ten resolutions that we are to guide our lives by. Now, I see some of you looking at your watch thinking, I hope he's not going to discuss all 10. Don't worry. We're going to break them down. But I need to warn you something about these principles. These principles are very easy to talk about. But when you apply them to your life, all oh, they become a little bit more different. How many know talk is cheap? And I could list all 10 and all it would be is talk. But I trust that over the next couple weeks, as we dissect these 10 resolutions, these 10 principles, they will not just be talk, but we'll try to apply them to our lives. Well, principle number one is this. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Boy, you you can meditate on that for a couple minutes, can't you? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. As I was meditating on this verse this week, this is what I thought of. Love and faithfulness are foundational in seeing the Great Commission fulfilled. Just bear with me. One of the core values of First Assembly of God is we believe in missions. We value the Great Commission. We see it as a mandate of making disciples of all nations preaching the gospel to all the world, which even includes reaching out to the lost in our own community. Now, how does love and faithfulness affect that great commission? Let me get back to that in a minute. But picture with me a life that is characterized by love. What does a life that is characterized by love look like? Well, all you have to do is go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. It is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is gentle. It is forgiving. It keeps no records of wrong. Connect that with faithfulness. And when you connect faithfulness with a life of love, you have someone who is loyal. You have someone who is sincere. You have someone who is trustworthy. You have a person of integrity. Now, what is the promise to this principle that if you let love and faithfulness never leave you, the promise is then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and with men. Now this is why this is foundational in reaching the loss for Jesus Christ, which we can never lose sight of. Because sometimes what we are speaks so loud, people can't hear what we're saying. Who we are, how we act, our character speaks so loud that when we try to share the gospel of Jesus Christ They look at us with kind of like. But when you let love and faithfulness guide your life. The promise is what? We win favor with men. We get the right to then speak our story to them. I'm telling you. This is so foundational in reaching lost for Jesus Christ. And I pray that God gives us the desire and the ability to let love and faithfulness never leave us so that we can win a lost world for Jesus Christ. Our community, our family, our workplace, That is our ultimate goal in life. God didn't just save us so that we could spend eternity with him. He called us. He saved us that we might tell the story of him to those who are lost and dying. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. And then all of a sudden, you know what this boils down to? He must become greater, and I have to become less. He has to increase, and I have to decrease that others see Jesus in me. More of the Son in 2021. 20, Principle number two: trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths or he will make your paths straight remember the warning I gave in the beginning that these principles are easy to talk about but when we start to try to place them Inaction, it becomes difficult. Throughout 2020, I found myself more confused, more troubled, more nothing makes sense. Anybody feels like nothing makes sense anymore? (laughs) Thank you. Doesn't make nothing makes sense. And I found myself just throwing up my arms so many times saying, I just don't know. I just don't understand. But this is what I found myself doing. The times I threw myself up and say, I don't know, I don't understand. In the back of my mind was a voice, but there is who won. There is one who knows and there is one who understands. Therefore, you can't lean on your own understanding. Therefore, oh, therefore. What's the therefore there? When I don't understand, there's one who understands. Therefore, when I don't know, there's someone who knows. Therefore, the verse says, I need to acknowledge him in all my ways, in all my decisions, in all my ways of walk. Because I don't understand and I don't know. There is one who understands and knows. And therefore, we need to acknowledge him. Every decision in your life, don't lean on your own understanding, but you should acknowledge the one who understands and knows and seek him for guidance and direction. Now, when you seek him for guidance and direction, because he knows all things, when you acknowledge him in all things, what is the promise he will direct your paths. He will make your paths straight. You say, well, big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. I'm sure that you have often said or heard, or you maybe said, that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. The quickest path between two points The shortest distance between two points are a straight line. When we acknowledge Him, He will make our paths straight. Are you getting it? Are you seeing it? God wants to get us from one place to another, God wants to get us where we're going as quickly as possible. He wants to help us in our marriages. He wants to help us in our relationships with our family. With our kids. He wants to help us in becoming less and him becoming more. He wants to do it. How do I know he wants to do it? Because in my favorite New Testament, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will what? Be faithful to complete it. He is faithful in seeing you from one point to another. You know what the problem is? Number one, men don't ask for directions because we always know where we're going, right? Number two, we always know a shortcut. We always know a better way. And before you know it, we veer off to the left or we veer off to the right, thinking we know a better way, a shortcut. And before you know it, we're down on a winding path and twists and curves. And before you know it, we're, we're off in a ditch. Or we're so lost, but... How many men have ever done this before? Your wife looks to you and she says, you're lost, aren't you? No, I'm not. I know exactly where I am. But be honest, how many of you have been lost? When we veer off the straight and narrow, before you know it, we can lose sense of direction. We don't know what north, east, west, or south is. We're just off in no man's land. I remember years ago going to a speaking at a speed light rally down in Fairton, New Jersey. Anybody ever been down Ferriton, New Jersey? Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what, we were driving to this church and I told my wife, if we break down, no one will ever find us. I don't know where I was. I mean, I didn't see a house for 10 minutes. But let me tell you something about the Lord. When we don't acknowledge him and we veer to the left or we veer to the right or we think we know a better way or we know a shortcut, we run off into the ditch or we don't know where we are. When we cry out to him, he will answer and he will help us get back on the straight and narrow. Look at all the time the Israelites wasted wandering in the wilderness. Hello, somebody. Trust in the Lord. Full confidence, a full belief. Even though you don't understand, He does. And what is the promise? The promise. Oh, you know what? I need to add something else here. Because there's something else interesting about straight. It was said of John the Baptist. It was prophesied of John the Baptist in Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. I read a really interesting commentary on this many years ago. And really we do the same today. Remember when Don McGee from Secret Service was with us, Don McGee? He would go to a place where the president was visiting two weeks before. And what would Don do? Don would prepare the place for the president's meeting to make sure all the security measures were taken, all the manhole covers were welded down. It was phenomenal. All the things he had, a big checklist to make sure and secure the safety of our president. I read in a commentary that when the king would leave the palace and go to a village or to another town, there would be servants who would go out before him To make sure his path was straight. Why? Because you don't want anything lurking around a corner. Corners become dangerous to our travels. For hidden danger. So, as we trust in the Lord with all our heart. And we lean lean not on our own understandings. But in our ways, we acknowledge him. He says that he will make our journey, our path, direct and safe. Come on, somebody. Oh, how we need more of him in 2021. More of the son. My third principle. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Now, I, I will admit that This principle really is a lot like the third principle. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. There's the longevity. But I want to highlight this point of not being wise in your own eyes with an illustration. As we face a new year, the disciples faced a new day. Their master, Jesus, had died. Their hopes were crushed. Their dreams were shattered. And per Jesus' instructions, the disciples went to an upper room They knew what they had to do. They knew what they were commanded to do. But they lacked the desire and the power. For we find them behind closed locked doors for fear of the Jews. And in... Their doubt came the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, on the day of Pentecost, when they were all together in one accord, God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with power and desire. And they became a mighty witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Before this even took place, Jesus said in John fourteen, "But the Counselor, you know that word Counselor, it's Paraclete. Paraclete is one who comes alongside of the the the." the The interpret one who comes alongside of a counselor, a comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. There in the midst of behind locked doors, closed doors for fear of the Jews, God sent one alongside those disciples and empowered them to do what He called them to do. You see, they couldn't figure it out on their own. They needed one to come alongside of them. I have an interesting question for you. My interesting question is, how many of you have asked the Holy Spirit to come alongside of you to help you with your New Year's resolution? you see but we're so wise in our own eyes we want to do this this and that and we do it on our own therefore I wonder why our resolutions don't last but we need to ask the Holy Spirit I've asked the Holy Spirit to come alongside of me because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I may have this grandiosis dream of more of the sun in 2021. But apart from him, I can't do anything. And I need the Holy Spirit to come alongside, to empower me. That there may be less of me and more of him. That he would be greater and I would become less. He would increase, I would decrease. Holy Spirit, I need your help. Come alongside of me and may I see the fulfillment of this desire in my life. More of the sun in 2021. Would you bow your heads with me?